Hello and welcome to Fortune Cookie, a podcast hosted by me, Wendy. Welcome to what I consider the last stretch of the year in my own work rhythm. There's always a part of me that wants to take a break around September or October, but something about it being the last third of the year also makes me want to just cross that imaginary 2020 finish line and take it easy in January instead. I do also tend to treat September as a mini New Year's. I don't know about you, but it comes with its own self-assessment and adjustments, kind of echoes of school life, I think. A few months ago, Dan got a secondhand stationary bike, and being someone who was never crazy for spin class, I honestly just kept ignoring it. Until this month, weirdly, I was trying to come up with reasons why companies like SoulCycle or other big spin workout programs have been successful, and the hypothesis I made up was that it's nice how little mental energy is needed to just get on the bike compared to some other popular workout programs like CrossFit or Orange Theory. And um, yeah, I basically just deduced my own way into trying out our stationary bike. And now it's where I take a break, I watch some YouTube, I recharge my mind, and I'm kind of, I'm kind of glad I tricked myself into it. <laughs> Last month, I really enjoyed interviewing my mom for the podcast and asking her those questions that we have never discussed before and I'm trying to see if my dad will agree to an interview but he's not as in the mood for sharing it seems I will keep trying. A few of you really embraced what I shared about embracing your own culture while being able to recognize its historical or political shortcomings. I got a really cool letter about one of you embracing their ranching history which was so enjoyable to read so here today I'm going to share it by the window. Riding has been an integral part of my identity for as long as I can remember. It's more than just an activity or a hobby, it's the way I connect with my family and celebrate our ranching traditions. When I was a kid, I really didn't want to be labeled as the horse girl, particularly when I was in middle school and was over-concerned about fitting in. Most of my classmates had no idea that I rode, let alone that it was how I spent the majority of my free time. Around my friends, I used to pretend to be embarrassed by the cowboy hat and chaps and spurs, when in reality, these things hold a lot of pride and importance in connecting me to my ranching heritage. I've always been proud of my family's ranching history. As I've gotten older though, I've been much more willing to share about it. I might be a horse girl, but if you give me the chance to explain what I do and why I do it, you'll see I'm a lot more than that. This was a really lovely letter from Rachel, and it even included some photos of her with her horse, as well as an old photo, I think, of her mom as a kid with her horse. If you guys have any letters that you want to share with me, you're always welcome to send them. Podcast at imwithwendy.com. This idea of being embarrassed by something that now gives you pride reminds me of a funny story that happened when I was in kindergarten. Once in a while, we would have a special food day and pizza day was coming up. So I recall bringing a slip of paper home with instructions for my parents. I think the instructions were for me to go to school the next day with some pizza toppings to help make pizza day a fun day. But I think my mom either misunderstood the instructions or didn't know what pizza was. I'm still unsure on the details of this. And I went to school with a small container of firm seasoned tofu and bean sprouts. <laughs> firm seasoned tofu, by the way, if you haven't had it, so good. 
I guess it looks kind of like Gouda cheese in its firmness and there's an outer brown color, but it's a square shaped puck, about an inch thick. It goes really well in stir fry. You just chop it up as a sliced ingredient or honestly, I just slice it and dip it in soy sauce to eat it as is and it's amazing. Bean sprouts, they're okay. I, I wavered in and out of liking them throughout childhood, but my mom insisted that it was healthy for me, so I did end up eating a lot of bean sprouts. Anyways, as you know, neither of these things are classic pizza toppings. So by the time I saw kids unpacking their cheese and sliced green peppers and cute little pepperonis, I knew I had made a mistake. I think the teacher asked someone else to share with me and I ended up bringing my chopped ingredients back home the same day. It was embarrassing, but now I love this story because I do love the food that I accidentally brought. My mom was just way ahead of the curve on fusion food. Let's open up today's fortune cookie. Goodbyes aren't always good. Some of you may know that for the last few years, I've had a part-time job at my church. It's been a really enjoyable job. I get to meet a lot of people. I really like the staff team I work with, and I get to host fun events and put my love for efficiency to use in how we do things. I love efficiency. <laughs> September actually marks the end of my time working for the church. I've been thinking about this for over a year and have finally decided it's time to let someone else pick up the role and I'm going to focus more on with Wendy. Today, in fact, I participated in my last Zoom staff meeting, which is a sad way to say goodbye to a team I love so much, all virtual and not actually physically seeing each other. The fact that we don't gather on Sundays for church service further intensifies this finality of it all, since I can't just look forward to seeing them again soon. So that was kind of sad. I think this pandemic period has resulted in many people saying goodbye in ways they didn't anticipate. Sometimes I think about things we were doing in March, just before the shutdown, joking with friends that we should all move in together if coronavirus gets serious, and now realizing that that was one of the last times I was with my friends before months of confinement. I think about when my parents dropped us off at the airport after the holidays, and I cried when we hugged goodbye. To be fair, I always end up crying at the Calgary airport, but I would have cried harder if I had known what 2020 was going to be like. Heck, I might have stayed right there in Calgary. Last year at this time, Dan and I were on a two-week trip through the UK and we had such a nice time. I recently put together a vlog for us to watch and the whole time we just gawked at how freely we were living our life, no masks or hand sanitizers in sight. Credit to the Scottish Highlands, though. We did also gawk at that. A thing of beauty. That was the last vacation Dan and I took together, and we just didn't know it. None of us had a clue. We were just saying goodbye slowly until the day the pandemic shut it all down. Because of how non-consensual this whole goodbye to the old life has felt, for this podcast, I tried thinking about a very welcome goodbye in my life. And there is one goodbye that comes to mind. It's when I decided to break up with my boyfriend on the last day of high school after the last class of the day. We had been going through some bad cycles. Our weeks would always start okay, but by Friday, something would blow up and we wouldn't speak to each other all weekend. Eventually, I just started to convince myself, probably out of self-defense, that he was likely going to break up with me on Monday. So I would picture it happening... I got all the tears out ahead of time so I wouldn't be shocked and cry at school. I hate crying at school. 
and then I'd reassure myself that I will be fine without him. Monday would come, and in fact, he was not interested in breaking up. So we kept going through our weekly cycles, over and over and over, to the point where I had reassured myself so many times that I would be fine without him that I realized I'd be fine without this. And on top of that, I don't have to be so miserable every weekend. What a thought. And so, when our biggest blow-up happened right before the end of high school, I decided it's time for this to end. I wrote him a letter to try to explain myself, and I got it to him at the beginning of the last day. And then, I waited in dread all day to confirm to his face that I don't want us to continue. Honestly, I was not a very brave communicator back then, because he thought my letter was an apology instead of really like, I'm trying to break up with you. So he got hopeful things were going to be okay between us. There's me ready to break up and him thinking we're going to be okay, as you can see, shaping up to be a great, great after school confrontation. I was in the band room hanging out after the last class. A few of us had gathered there because our band teacher was cool and that made it a nice place to be. My boyfriend's face appeared through the glass window on the doors and I realized it was time to talk. So we went out into the hallway He gave me a hug. He looked hopeful. This was concerning for me. And so before I could fall back into what I believed would inevitably be more bad cycles, I just told him, I don't want to be together anymore. This did not go well. To make matters worse, the band room was closing up, so I had to get all my things. Now, the last day of high school usually includes cleaning your locker, taking home some forgotten science project, rediscovering a few textbooks, but mine also included snack potlucks, which had large Tupperware containers, and finally bringing home the guitar that I had stashed in the band room. So there I was, dragging a full backpack, a large garbage bag full of locker items, a large Tupperware still sticky from sliced fruit, and a guitar case, down the hall, and oh right, my boyfriend, who despite my textbooks and hard guitar case's best attempts, was still the one weighing the heaviest on me. We moved to a quieter stairwell in my school and tried to carry on our conversation. Me crying, him yelling. Occasionally, we sat in silence as someone walked past us down the stairs. So awkward. Someone even knew who I was and said, Have a great summer, Wendy, to which I feebly replied, Thanks, you too, while trying to avoid eye contact. Uh, I hope you guys have some cringy stories like this and I'm not alone. In retrospect, things actually got really bad in this conversation. It is unfortunate that the best thing I can say about it is that nobody got physically hurt. But if you're ever in a situation where you're afraid someone's going to get physically hurt from a conversation, man, you should really try to relocate to a safe place. I wish I thought that through. Eventually, we were reduced to him telling me to just leave him, just walk away. And I didn't know what more I could do to try to achieve a peaceful split So I picked up my things, my backpack, my garbage bag, my Tupperware, my guitar case, and I walked up the stairs slowly because I was carrying all this crap down the long hallway that stretched through the entire length of my school. I emerged from the opposite side. I crossed the street and I entered the dance studio where I was actually supposed to be in hip hop class. Thanks to the fact that I didn't wear makeup back then. I only had to dance with puffy eyes and not a mascara mess. This was a painful goodbye. In fact, to bring it back to consent, the evidence in this story really points to it being a very 
non-consensual goodbye on my boyfriend's part. But by the time we decided to not contact each other anymore, by the time I gathered up all the cards and letters and gifts and knickknacks, by the time I decided I didn't want my parents to see all of this stuff, so then I walked to the nearest grocery store and hurled them into the communal garbage dumpster, by then it was a welcome goodbye. It was far from perfect, but there was some relief in getting to say goodbye on my own terms, whether or not that was the right thing to do. I wonder what's going through your minds, what things you've said goodbye to willingly or unwillingly, knowingly or surprisingly. I think of how I said goodbye so casually to my dad when he dropped me off for university. I think of when I looked out the taxi's rear window as we drove away from grandma for the last time. I think of my best friend and me crying in the hallway after I helped her move out because I was getting married and so we couldn't live together anymore. Sometimes we get to be the ones that decide when we say goodbye. Sometimes we're surprised to find out this is goodbye. And sometimes we don't realize we've been saying goodbye this whole time. I'd like to get better at goodbyes because they seem inevitable. So therefore, I would like them to suck less. If you liked this episode, subscribe, give us a five-star rating, and follow us on Instagram, Fortune Cookie. It's at Fortune Cookie with Wendy. That's where you can share your thoughts and see what other people think too. We've got a new episode every month, and there's a secret bonus episode at withwendy.com for my supporters. Go to withwendy.com and click on Darlings to find out more about the secret content just for supporters. All of our previous episodes are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and my website, withwendy.com. Fortune Cookie with Wendy is edited and produced by me, with assistance from Michelle Choi, who also designed our tasty cookie cover art. Thanks so much for being here and opening up with us. Talk to you in the next episode. Bye-bye.